from Shalmaneser the third until Taglith Taglith Pelizar the third the king took the epony maid and was followed by the commander in chief Tertanu after his name after him came the palace herald Nagar Ikali and the chief cupbearer Rob Saki in an interchanging order. Fifth was the treasurer, Messinu. After the four highest officials, the governors and provinces followed, headed by the governor of Asser, Sakin Mati. A major change in the system can be seen during the reign of Sargon II, when the traditional sequence of the high officials as ep eponyms after the king was abandoned and the Masenu was the only magnate to become eponym. Asarhaddon was the first king not to take the eponymate and during his reign the vizier Sakalu the deputy vizier Sakalu Sanu and the chief judge Sartanu appear as new officials gaining this status. It is important to note that these three officials had no provinces attached to the office, a clear deviation from the previous practice as pointed out. The ep eponian ep epony mate of the king started the cycle of the four highest officials. The king could by, could by not taking the epony maid at the beginning of his reign avoid starting this cycle of the highest magnates. Abandoning the fixed sequence of eponyms increased the power of the king in deciding whom to appoint as eponyms and enabled the ruler to include new officials or to reward loyalty. The rise of the two new officials, the chief of trade, Rob Kari La Abasi, eponym of 657, and the chief tailor, Rob Kairi Malki Rami of 656 to the office of eponym during the early reign of Asurbanipal reflects the rewards of loyalty. Both La Abasi and Milky Rami belong to the supporters of Asurbanipal. La Abasi has shown loyalty to Asurbanipal during his accession and the chief tailor Milky Rami as the official taking care of the royal insignia belonging to the close circle of the king. Milky Rami proved to be an important supporter of Asurbanipal and he had a sig significant role during the revolt of Samas 
Samukin and Assurbanipal's campaign against Elam. The case of the chief treasurers, treasurer of Sargon II, Absar Ashur, Asur, may well be used as an example for the importance of individual merit. His multifaceted activities are well known from the over 40 letters that can be attributed to him. He was eponym of 717 BCE, the year of the founding of the new capital, Der Sarukin, and was personally overseeing the building of the city. As chief treasurer, Absar Asur was also involved in building projects in other cities, including the building of the Temple of Anu in Asher, houses in Kalu, and the transportation of basalt steps in Nineveh. He was in charge of assigning valuable materials and of the transportation of cultic objects. Absar Asur held an important border province, the land of the treasurer strategically placed on the border of Urartu. His contribution to the Urartu campaign must have been significant as he was given the honor of delivering the so-called letter to, to the god Asher in 714. Merits of Aber Sar are indeed impressive and without the testimony of his letters it would be impossible to believe that extensiveness of his the extensiveness of his duties when Asher Bonapal II reports on the festivities held for the inauguration of his new imperial capital at Kalu he speaks of 69,574 people whom he provided with food and drink for 10 days this account demonstrates the ability of the Assyrian king to organize the acquisition and preparation of thousands of cattle, sheep, game, birds, and fish, large amounts of grain, thousands of liters of beer, liters of beer and wine, various different types of vegetables, herbs, spices, and fruits, as well as honey, milk, and dairy products. The whole undertaking must have involved thousands of laborers and workers, with the king relying especially on his officials who delegated and coordinated the different operations and channeled the traffic of goods. This these same administrative figures who organized the supply of food and drink for the royal household. Food consumption within the royal household can be basically divided into ordinary consumption. This is the daily meal. 
the extraordinary consumption on the occasion of festival banquets. While the daily meal was provided for the king and his inner circle, festival consumption involved a broader spectrum of participants, including the king's state officials who maintained their own households as well as guests and envoys from abroad. Hence, Ashurbanipal lists as his guests 47,074 men and women from all over the empire, 5,000 envoys from around polities, 16,000 inhabitants of Kalu, and 1,500 uh, court courtiers, Zeraku, of his palace to celebrate the new capital, Kalu. Similarly, Asarhaddon let his magnates, Lugal Mess, and the people of his land, Unmeskeria, enjoy tables richly laden with food and drink after he had completed his review palace Inkel Masarti, the palace that administers everything as Gal Dua in Nineveh these these sumptuous sumptuous banquets were accompanied by the performance of offerings to the gods, that is, the royal mill attended by the king's subjects was preceded by the divine mill. This sequence of events clearly expressed in the aforementioned account of Asarhaddon, who first let the gods of Assyria enter and consecrate his new palace before he invited his subjects for dinner. The regular delivery of divine leftovers all over greater distances to the king is by no means a unique practice in the ancient Near East. For instance, it is well known for the Neo Babylonian period, although the daily meal of the king for the most part may have been have remained unaffected by cultic procedures in the temple and all through the large scale consumption of offerings left offerings leftovers following the correspondingly large scale performance of offerings by the king's subjects took place only exceptionally or in greater intervals. The temple sphere was important for the food supply of the palace. Owing to Assyria's abundance of pasture lands and cultivated lands, the, lo the royal household could rely, uh, rely to a great extent on the country's own production of edible goods for its maintenance, but it also benefited from foodstuffs entering the land as booty, tribute, and gifts. 
and obtaining obtained via trade as for Assyria's own produce the basic stages of the food supply were production management and preparation first meat grain legumes vegetables herbs spices and fruits were produced through animal husbandry agriculture and gardening mainly in the countryside then followed the collection the transfer of stables and storage facilities in local centers and the main cities and the redistribution to kitchen facilities and all other establishments for the further processing such as slaughtering conserving and final preparation including cooking and baking depending on the type of food a modified process was in operation for example cattle and poultry were fattened in the urban stables while grapes were pressed and bottled already in the countryside in regions northwest of the Assyrian heartland with foodstuffs received from alternative channels we first no with the first stage obviously took place abroad but the subsequent management and treatment must have been similar to what to what happened with the home produced foodstuffs these alternative channels were particularly important for procuring goods that were not available or scarce in Assyria such as wine and olive oil these of course were processed already before they had entered the Assyrian heartland for the neo-assyrian period we can observe a considerable number of administrative offices who were concerned with foodstuffs I just I distinguish no I distinguish here between kitchen manager who presides over food related professions in other words chief cooks and food uh, food managers who were concerned with a specific foodstuff in other words wine master and grain managers who were in charge of storage facilities for grain and grain products from among these officials it is primarily the kitchen managers who as their titles reveal were attached to a specific institution or administrative sphere hence apart from the royal household also close relatives of the kitchen crown prince queen queen's mother provincial governors temples Assur temple Ishtar temple and cities could have their own kitchen managers by contrast the managers concerned with one specific commodity lack any such qualifications with the exception of a wine master who is of the new house 
which is presumably to be identified with an annex to the palace or a distinct palace department. The remaining food managers, apart from the Rab Kwakwalati of the House of the Queen, are never identified as a member of the household of a key member of the family. No, or of the household of a key member of the, the royal family, of a provincial or a temple household. Only the affiliations of the granary masters or chiefs of granary show that they were active in Nineveh in the city of Maganuba and in the land of Bertu. Although we are dealing here with only a few references in total, the distribution of the known the distribution of the known affiliations appear nevertheless to be significant when more so if we take into account the approximate date of the reference. Hence, the majority of food managing offices is already attested in the first half of the 8th century, while individuals explicitly affiliated to the temples occur from the reign of Sargon II onward.